0: Over the years in MMA, we've seen officials make more than a few mistakes, but it's supposed to be the job of the athletic commissions to take a look back at what happened and decide if the officials were right, and notoriously, they are pretty reluctant to overturn a referee's decision. Like that time Ed Herman took a body shot and then nearly got finished, but he pretended it hit him in the balls? Yeah, he recovered and won that fight, and the athletic commissions did nothing to overturn the decision. It's happened a lot. This usually does a lot to piss off the MMA community and complain that the athletic commissions never overturn a decision but i'm here to give you some hope today how often have they actually gone back to correct those mistakes well let's take a look I'm Balian from MMA on Point, and check this out. Our friends at HelloFresh have got a knockout deal just for you. If you haven't heard of them by now, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that will ship boxes of fresh ingredients just to you to make meal time that little bit easier. If you want to get in shape like me, it's not just about training hard, it's about eating clean as well. Their fit and wholesome recipes make it easy to eat well without sacrificing flavour, so you can maintain your goals and feel good about your food choices with HelloFresh. Yeah, that means no more boring chicken rice and boiled broccoli. You caveman! So no more five rounders with overcooked pasta. Use the link or go to hellofresh.com and enter code POGMMAJuly16 for up to 16 free meals and 3 surprise gifts across 7 HelloFresh boxes plus free shipping. Skip the grocery store and spend more time training. The HelloFresh market is a one-stop shop for all your mealtime needs. They got breakfasts, lunches, dinners and more. More on this later, but for now, here are 10 Times Athletic Commission's Overturned Decisions. Number 10, Baby Slice versus Craig Campbell. Well, I'm sure most of you are familiar with Kimbo Slice, the street-fighting YouTube legend who became a boxer, then an MMA fighter. But how many of you knew he had a son who also fights in MMA? Granted, he's not had that many fights, but all of them have been in Bellator. He was 3-2 with surprisingly two submission wins before he's matched up with Craig Campbell, who was making his Bellator debut. It was a good chance for Kevin Jr. to finally get a win streak going. And 30 seconds into the fight, Baby Slice threw a kick that Craig caught. He ran him into the fence looking to get a takedown. But Kevin invented his own version of the Travis brown elbows against the cage and slam one into Craig's temple and then followed up with a ton of strikes to the back of the head. It was all over, according to Goldberg, and the ref declared baby slice the winner by TKO in just 38 seconds. John McCarthy was on the broadcast and he thought that at least one of the strikes was illegal, but that Campbell was in motion when they landed. The ref Brian Miner didn't really seem to care though, but it was Michael Mazzuli from the Mohegan Tribe Department of Athletic Regulation who spoiled the party. After reviewing the tape, he determined that the injury that stopped the bout was the result of an accidental foul, a.k.a. blows to the back of the head. As the fight had only just gotten started, they declared it to be changed to a no contest, which kind of sucks for baby slices. That was his first TKO as a pro, but he did hit him in the back of the head. So rules is rules, innit? Number 9. Fabricio Verdum versus Henan Ferreira After the former UFC champion Fabricio Verdum fought out the last of his UFC contracts, he chose not to re-sign with the promotion, and four months later he announced he'd signed a multi-fight deal with the PFL. The the Professional Fighters League. Lots of new opponents, lots of new opportunities and a chance at $1 million. Not a bad shout, really. His first opponent was a fellow PFL newcomer, a six-foot-eight Henan Ferreira. The bell rang, they both ran at each other and collided mid-air like Olympic ice skaters. Fadum then shot an immediate takedown and 12 seconds later he had Henan on his back and he kept some suffocating top pressure until Ferreira swept him, but he landed right into Fabrizio's triangle. Henan started raining down blows whilst Fadum kept squeezing and then then, like in a flashback to his fight with Fedor, Hennan tapped on Vadoom's shoulder. But the ref, Keith Peterson, didn't see it, so Hennan kept blasting Fabricio until he let go of the triangle and looked towards Keith, who still didn't do anything, and then Hennan just sort of beat him unconscious. Commentators did spot it on the replay, But it was too late. The fight was declared a win for Hennon. But then justice came riding in on a swift, swift steed. Good old Keith wrote a letter to the New Jersey Commission, though. He stated if he saw the tapping action in real time, he would likely have stopped the fight and awarded the submission win. That was enough for Commissioner Larry Hazard to overturn the result to a no contest. Still, what a hellacious beating to take, though. Number 8, Darren Stewart versus Fransomar Bahos. After a seriously smashing UK regional scene career, Darren Stewart set his eyes on the UFC ready to drill a few more opponents. The dentist headed outside of the UK for the first time and had to make the trip all the way to Sao Paulo, Brazil for his UFC debut, and he was matched up with Fransomar Bahos. The fight started and Darren came crashing forward looking to drive Fransomar into the fence, and he did, but after they broke away and he drove back in a second time, his head collided with Fransomar's jaw. And he was so busy holding on to it that he stopped defending himself. Darren took him down and just drilled him into the canvas. After the fight, the host filed a complaint with the Brazilian Athletic Commission because the referee, Eduardo Herdi, didn't stop the action after the illegal headbutt. After the fight, Darren had talked to the media about how things went down. At all, you know? If I did headbutt him, it would have went down straight away, but he carried on. So, like I said, fight's a fight. But unfortunately for the dentist, that's not how the Brazilian Athletic Commission saw things. They believed if the ref had acted differently or asked for an event replay, it would have been clear the headbutt influenced the outcome of the fight. So they overturned it to a no contest. The host was over the moon, and Darren's two minute UFC debut counted for nothing. Number seven Greg Hardy versus Ben Sassoli. After the Prince of War's NFL career came to an abrupt end, he found mixed martial arts, and after a year or so of training, made his amateur debut in 2017. His lack of experience didn't really matter, though, because the UFC gave him a shot on the Contender series anyway. And after two appearances and two more TKOs in less than one minute, well, they'd kind of already drunk the Greg Hardy Kool-Aid at that point, so he became a UFC fighter. The only way to get there is to shoot for the stars, so I encourage everybody out there to shoot for the stars, man. Opportunities come, and you have to take them. That's that's the only thing that I'm doing. You've done no wrong to me, man. You're awesome. Thank you. The Greg Hardy experiment had begun, and you know what, he didn't do too badly really, that was until he was matched up with a combat wombat Ben Sassoli. Greg was on a two fight win streak and it looked like, aside from all the controversies so far, the Greg Hardy experiment might actually work, but he only went and did something bloody stupid again, didn't he? In between rounds 2 and 3 of a hard fought fight, Greg was gulping down some deep breaths and asked his corner if he could use his inhaler. Yeah, not something you see every day in MMA. auto proof. He can't do that. Hardy has previously revealed he suffers from exercise-induced asthma and uses an inhaler every day. But I mean, come on, you you must know. You can't do that in MMA, mate. Apparently, he had disclosed the use of the inhaler in his paperwork for the Massachusetts State Athletic Commission, as well as USADA. He won the fight via unanimous decision, but shortly afterwards, the MSAC stated the inhaler was not pre-approved. It wasn't in accordance with their regulations, and so they overturned the win to a no contest. That's some marsupial justice right there. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, and I am more than a king. I'm king of kings. Number six, Charles Oliveira versus Nick Lentz. The Carney and du Bronx have been battling like Highlanders for the best part of the last decade, meeting each other three times in the UFC octagon. Charles had just joined the promotion when they fought the first time and it went down at a fight night in Pittsburgh. It was an awesome back and forth contest with scrambles and submission attempts on both sides. As the second round was starting, Nick locked up a guillotine, Charles rolled out of it and then as Nick was getting back to his feet, du Bronx drilled him with an illegal knee right to the face. The ref Chip Snyder apparently didn't see it. Even the entire audience, the commentators, basically everyone except the guy who was supposed to be watching out for the illegal moves, did. Charles swarmed all over him and in 30 seconds he was on his back squeezing the life out of him with a rain of booze just coming down from the crowd. It was declared a submission win for Charles Oliveira as everyone just chanted bullshit. Joe Rogan came up for the post-fight interview and he told everyone that he'd spoken to the commission and they would be reviewing the fight. Yay! That got everyone cheering again. And he wasn't wrong. By Wednesday, the decision was handed in by executive director of the Pennsylvania commission, Greg Serb, which simply stated, we reviewed the tape. The knee was illegal. It will be changed to a no contest. Still, they both got fight of the night bonus. So at least that's something. Number five, Leandro Silva versus Drew Dober. All right, as a referee, I think at a bare minimum, you should be able to know when someone is caught in a submission and when someone isn't. But that turned out not to be true for Eduardo Herdy when he ref Leandro Silva versus Drew Dover. Halfway through the second round, and Dober is stuck in a half-guard arm in guillotine. Now, yes, you can finish this submission from this position, but you really need the guy's head on the opposite side of your body. I mean, as soon as they hit that position, commentator Kenny Florian literally says, Wow, what a great counter by Doba. The not gonna finish this. I- no horrible gonna happen today well it depends on who the referee is mate because as soon as dober's head popped out eduardo stepped in and stopped the fight now don't know how to tell you this ref but the guy isn't unconscious and he didn't tap either but silver was named the winner due to a tap out by guillotine choke the mma community was pretty much unanimously outraged and that included dana white it was horrible it was ridiculous um that that anybody would think that that was a tap Cab MMA, the Commission of Athletics for Brazil, initially said there was nothing they could do about it. But after the ref admitted his mistake and waived his authority on the bout, they introduced a new ruling provision, which meant if a good faith judgment call of a ref was mistaken, they could overturn the decision. And so they did, and the bout went down as a no contest. Number 4. Tonya Evanger vs. Jana Kunitskaya do you know all the rules in MMA? I'm betting you know most of them, but perhaps not every single intricate detail. I mean, that's usually the job of the referee, isn't it? Well, you know where this is going. At Invicta 20, two future UFC vets, Jana Kunitskaya and the then-bantamweight Invicta champion, Tonya Evinger, had a showdown for the belt. About two minutes into the first round, and Tonya found herself caught in an armbar. There weren't many ways out of it, but one thing Tonya did was put her knee on Jana's face and then push off, and when that didn't work, she started using her foot. The ref started shouting at her, hey, That's illegal. illegal. Technically, I don't don't think it's illegal. I think it's so Tonya stopped doing it and had no choice but to tap to the armbar. But you see, placing your foot on your opponent's face for leverage, it isn't actually against the rules. But apparently the referee Mike England didn't know that, or he thought Tonya was stamping on Yana's head. Either way, Evinger appealed to the Missouri Commission, stating that Mike's warning had led her to move to a position that allowed Yana to get the armbar. And in a somewhat shocking move, they overturned the win to a no contest and let Evinger keep her title belt. She probably should stop kissing commentators, though. Hey, could you t- fucking under- Number three: Chaz Skelly vs. Bobby Moffett. In a battle of two scrappy scramblers and two former high school wrestlers, Chaz Kelly and Bobby Moffitt had a good old showdown in Colorado. They had already been in plenty of grappling exchanges by the halfway point of the fight when Skelly used the cage to retake top position, but that gave Bobby the chance to sink in a dast choke. It was pretty tight, and Bobby started walking his hips towards Chaz, chasing him like he was sliding across the floor playing his favourite guitar solo. Hooking yourself onto your opponent is usually typical to finish this submission, but the ref, Tim Mills, took a look at Chaz's face and decided yeah I think he's done and he stopped the fight. Chaz immediately popped up and protested because, well, he didn't tap, nor did he go unconscious. Tim looked at the instant replay and took some time to ponder his initial decision, while Chaz even demonstrated on the canvas what had been happening. After seriously like 10 minutes of looking at the replay, the ref stuck to his decision and called it a win for Moffitt, by TKO of all things. So Chaz appealed to the Colorado Athletic Commission. It took almost two years, but after reviewing the video, the director declared that a proper Defense was being employed against the choke the sequence should have been allowed to play out and the ref incorrectly interfered so get hyped because this one was also overturned to a no contest number two ketag player versus devin gooddale Ketag Playaev lost more than the fight the night of CFFC 94 in West Philadelphia. He had a middleweight showdown with Devin Goodale and they were the co-main event. It was a grinding fight with both men trying to wear down their opponent, but Goodale wanted to go the extra mile and started hooking his fingers inside Playaev's gloves, which is, of course, against the rules. The commentators picked up on it, but the ref apparently didn't really care. And dude, was he really pulling on that thing? Playaev looked at the ref for help, but that was about it, which is what made what happened next even more surprising. In between rounds, John Morgan in the commentary booth noted that Playa was looking at his glove, probably to complain about Goodell grabbing it. But oh no, wait, his finger is missing. Yeah, it's just gone. Is it, is it somewhere in the ring? John Morgan was all kinds of confused and once the ref realised what was going on he waved off the fight. It wasn't missing. Plyev's coach Joey Patterson described it as hanging on by a thread of skin. He appealed afterwards calling for a DQ because Devin had been hooking his fingers inside the glove. Pretty dick move, but luckily another commission was ready to dispense some justice. It went to the Pennsylvania State Athletic Commission and after reviewing the tape they changed it to a no contest. Way. Still, not much of a consolation when your fingers hanging off Number 1. Jake Rocholt versus John Ott You might remember Jake Rocholt not only because he's the brother of Jared but for his own brief UFC run in 2009. He left the promotion and started bouncing around all over the place before ending up at Titan Fighting Championships. He was on a 4 fight win streak at this point and his opponent John Ott unfortunately had had a bit of a rough MMA career. I mean he'd just been fed to Bobby Lashley. They had a good old fashioned slobber knocker with two jack dudes basically winging punches at each other but it made it to the third round. Rocholt was clearly the fresher man though and after about a minute, he was walking down John and blasted him, and John ended up face down on the canvas, pouring blood everywhere, so the ref took a break to look at the burger meat that was now Ott's face. It kind of was. It was bad. But the ref didn't stop it, which turned out to be a terrible idea. John was allowed to continue fighting, if you can call it that. Jake started walking him down, and John eventually shot a takedown, but it was stuffed, and then while he was down, John levelled a pretty unnecessary knee into his already mangled face. The ref jumped in and immediately stopped the action, but somehow, Ott got back to his feet before collapsing back to the canvas. This fight was definitely over. Jake had demolished John, but he was given the victory due to disqualification because of an intentional illegal knee. Jake appealed though, saying the knee was accidental. I mean, it's not like he needed it to finish that fight. He was probably going to get a nice TKO on his record if John could even stand for the final round. Well, it went to the Kansas Athletic Commission who looked over the evidence and changed the fight to a no contest. John retired after this one though. Basically gave everything he had, I think. Huge shout out to HelloFresh for sponsoring this video, and if you're still on the fence, HelloFresh is up to 72% cheaper than your restaurant or grocery store, so you can save all that hard-earned cash for more pay-per-views. If you're on a tight schedule this this means you can cut back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less. So don't forget to go to hellofresh.com and use the code pogmmajuly July 16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes plus three free gifts. And gifts can include free appetisers, free desserts, and free premium recipes. Shout out to Ben Rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video. His music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere. There is a link in the description and follow him at Ben Rosette on Instagram and on Twitter thank you very much for watching everyone today please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content we upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on twitter at mma on point and myself at balian underscore plays you can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and i hope you've enjoyed yourselves i'll see you in the next one